Hello and welcome to another episode of Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast. My name is Moyatu Banyakista and I am your host. Today we're going to be talking about idols. An idol is anything that distracts us from focusing on our God-given purpose and from focusing directly on God. So we are basically getting close to the middle of the year. And I think this is a time that as much as we are in these tumultuous, weird, strange, unprecedented times, this is also the time that um, I believe God has a lot to speak to his children and has a lot that he wants to release to us to do for our purpose and for what he has called us here to do. But one of the key things that sometimes can get in between us and God and get in the way of what God truly wants to do in our lives is idols. And God has been speaking to me a lot about idols and how sometimes they sneak up on us and we don't even realize that that's what they are. Um, so truly in the journey to building things that God has purposed us to build, we must be leery and sensitive to know that the ultimate glory for anything we do belongs to God. I think when we think of idols, sometimes we think they look like what they, you know, what we hear about in the Bible or, you know, for people who still have them in their, you know, homes and people who worship idols and things like that, that it is some type of a sculpture. It is some type of a thing that is created. But in fact, idols can be anything. It doesn't necessarily need to be tangible, but anything that you focus on, you are obsessed by, that you in a sense worship on a daily basis because of the level of attention and reverence that you give it in your everyday life. So, you know, in Exodus chapter 20, verse three to five, we, we, we see kind of the physical perspective of idol, idolatry, you know, and how, you know, the Israelites were really worshiping idols and it did not please God, you know, and then in the book of Jeremiah, it's even more clear in Jeremiah chapter 44, verse two to six, it speaks of God's anger towards idol worshiping of his people, you know, in that God actually sent several warnings, um, before, you know, he began to act to, um, the level of idol worshiping that was happening during the time of the prophet Jeremiah. So my question today to you and the question God has been asking me is, you know, what are those things that we have been creating altars of what are those things in our lives that we have been placing in, on an altar, that we have been putting on a pedestal, that we have been worshiping and paying so much attention to and being so obsessed with to the point where we have shifted the place of God in our lives? What is that place for you? What is that thing for you? And so, as I said earlier, anything we truly obsess over is an idol. You know, and so what I want to do in this conversation with you, um, you know, is to really talk about the things that, you know, can sometimes be idols in our lives and how we need to be mindful of those idols. So I don't know whether you're drinking some tea 
this, whether it's morning to you or whether it's afternoon to you and you're, you're having your afternoon tea or it's evening and you're like, you know what, let me whip out some pepper soup, whatever it is that you are having at this time to hear this message. I truly hope it blesses you and it makes you think about the areas of your life. And I always say anything that I bring forth is something that, you know, has already been, I've already been um, dealt with by God in whichever way. So this is an area that God is dealing with me on, you know, so really God was speaking to me about, you know, what are the areas, Moyatu, that you are obsessing over? What are the areas that you haven't surrendered to me, that you worship every day, that you idolize every day as if it's better than me, as if it's bigger than me. And so even for myself in my work, I've had to really take a pause and take a step back and say, what is in this that is glorifying me, Moyatu? And what is in this that really should all of it, that should be glorifying God and really making sure that the distinction is clear that I should not be taking glory for anything because at the end of the day, I am a vessel that God is using. That is my perspective as a believer and as a Christian with my work, with my relationships, with anything in my life. Nothing belongs to me. And I think as children of God, when we begin to think of things that way, that we are just vessels for God to use us and that nothing belongs to us, not even our gifts that God gives us don't belong to us. They are gifts that we are stewarding, you know, and being so mindful is so important, you know? So the first thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, what is one thing that can turn become an idol in our lives? Ourselves. Sometimes we ourselves are our biggest idols, okay? How do you worship yourself? You make yourself at high at the highest most importance um you gloat over your achievements you believe that you know everything you believe that you are perfect um and you spend a lot of time showing people how amazing you are <laughs> I don't know if any of this sounds familiar, but where I'm trying to go and an example I'm trying to give is around this perspective of me, 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 me. I think popular culture will tell you that, you know, you're all you got. You're the best thing out there for yourself. You know, all those rhetorics that the world will teach us about ourselves that makes, that centers us as the key um, determiner of our lives that centers us as the, the, the overhead supreme boss of our lives. And that in itself is idolatory. It is an, it is a form of idol worshiping and we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful of the things that we listen to. You know, you have people like some of these, uh, you know, I don't know what they call themselves, you know, spiritual life gurus and, you know, people who write these self-help books and things like that. But truly, like, these things are really rooted in flesh. And I think that's why the Bible is so big on telling Christians and believers that, you know, you are in this world, but you are not of this world. That means that there are certain things that the world will go by, but it doesn't apply to you as a believer. 
And so the first thing is we have to be very careful of how we worship ourselves. I'm going to give an example. There is a strong push in this season towards branding. And, you know, as somebody who's very big in communications, I have a branding communications business development company um, called WCA Creatives. I do a lot of branding. I do a lot of you know, supporting individuals to really think of kind of where they're trying to go with their work, where they're trying to go with their organizations. And in that doing, there's a lot of showing that I also have to do with my own work, with my own companies, with my own organizations, with my own me as Moyatsu in the digital space. What I found though is God had to deal with me. God had to really deal with me and ask me some questions that made me really step back to think, how much of this is me really talking about my work and how much of this is me giving myself self-glory? And I had to do some changes, you know, because what we find in this day of branding and social media is there is so much self-idolatory happening in the name of promotion, in the name of promoting ourselves, in the name of promoting our work, you know? There was a time I would post a lot of pictures of myself. I would post the pictures as a way of talking about my work, sharing about my work. And then at some point I felt like it was becoming too much. It was become, becoming too vain. It was becoming too much like me putting myself at the center of myself, right? As much as deep down my intentions I felt were to glorify God, there was a battle between my flesh and my spirit, and I had to take a step back, you know? And so maybe for some of you who are listening, maybe this doesn't make any sense. So let me even break it down further. You know, when you find yourself promoting yourself so much on social media or in any way, shape, or form, you really have to check your intention and make sure that you're not just out here praising yourself just so you can look like this expert or this you know, amazing human being who's done all this great work, et cetera, et cetera, right? So this is against popular rhetoric of what it means to brand, of what it means to put ourselves in the digital space and things like that. And I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong, but I'm saying be mindful, make sure that your heart is right with what you're doing, what you're promoting on social media. This idea of personal branding is a very slippery slope towards idolatry um, and idol worshiping of self, Right? Because you're basically saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm so great. Look at all the amazing things I'm doing. Look at all the amazing, every now and then, you know, I notice like people will throw God in the mix and things like, and this is not just people in the world. This is also believers and Christians, I think, who struggle with this because it is a constant struggle with flesh when it comes to digital and social, right? Even offline, we have to be careful how we put ourselves as gods. When you create yourself in a form of a God, then in a way you, you, you have told God, I don't need you in my life. You know? So for me, what this has really looked like is, you know, there's been several seasons in my life where I've received a lot of amazing accolades. I've received a lot of amazing features and things like that, you know? And I've had to really take a step back and really talk to God about, you know, what do you envision for me being in social in the social media space? You know, what is it that you want me to share to edify people and check my heart? You know, that is a constant prayer for me with God, you know. So one of the things I began to do, I, I found myself doing 
was just taking down certain social media pages that just didn't make sense, you know, and really, really waiting for God to lead me instead of paying attention to what everyone else was doing as far as like, which is not even the type of person that I am. I'm not somebody who really does self-comparison, you know, every now and then, of course, you'll look and say, oh, look what this person, but to really sit and make my decisions based off of other people, absolutely not. But in the branding and social media world, it can be very easy to do that. And we still have to be led by God. Social media is not an, a place that it's outside of God, right? It is actually important for us to seek God concerning what he wants us to share and how he wants his children to show up in different spaces, whether it's on social media, whether it's speaking on a panel, etc. right? So self-idolatory can really manifest itself in different ways. You know, there's times I've been called to, to sit on panels or I've seen people speak on panels and, you know, somebody who maybe God is ne- not necessarily the center of their lives will spend the whole entire time talking about the amazing stuff that they've done and how they've a- achieved this and they've achieved that. And to be really honest, there's no such thing as like you are achieving anything as a believer. At the end of the day, it is God's grace. It is God's direction. If you say the Holy Spirit dwells within you, then the way you walk is different on this earth. And that's it. So... You know, I still have a long way to go, I think. And I think it's all about constantly checking in with God to make sure that we're really doing the doing things. And this is just one example. You're really doing things to glorify God and not to glorify your flesh. You're not doing this because you want people to clap for you. You're not doing this. And that's a difficult thing, I think, especially for millennials, for young people. Sometimes we want people to self-validate, to validate us, you know, and the only validation we really need is God's clap. The only applause we really need is God saying, good job you know, good and faithful servants. So I think that's important to keep in mind, you know. And so God has really been pivoting how I speak on social media. God has been pivoting how I speak when I'm called to speak. And just in general, God has really been making me check my heart to make sure that anything I do, any way I show up, I'm doing it because God has told me to do it. And I'm doing it because at the end of the day, he's going to get the glory, So that's the first uh, area where sometimes we can become, we ourselves can become our own idols, okay? Um, The second is sometimes people, sometimes we make human beings into idols. I mean, how many times do you sometimes see how people are into celebrities? Um, hello. There was a season where you couldn't tell me nothing about Beyonce. I was like, what? I was like the celeb, the, uh, what they call it? The cheerleader. For Beyonce, you can tell me anything. I will buy tickets to go see Beyonce and things like that. And God has dealt with me particularly in the area of Beyonce. That was for another podcast. But, um, you know, I remember there was a time I used to look up to so many women as mentors, you know, and they truly, God used them to, you know, position me in certain spaces. God used them to bless me in certain ways. God used them to connect me. But one thing God really told me is never look to people as your source because people will always disappoint you. And if you see yourself gloating over certain individuals in your career field or in your circuit, etc., be careful. 
be careful that the, the fact that people are inspiring you isn't leading you down the wrong path. Be careful that people that are, you know, empowering you is not taking the place of you understanding that God is the one who brought these people in your life. If he did, if in fact he did. Okay. So sometimes we also have to be careful of human beings and how we place them on altars. Okay. And this can also show up even just in our own personal lives. Like you can place, your children can become idols. Your husband can become an idol. Your wife can become an idol. Anything that you obsess over that you begin to worship can become an idol, right? So watch how you 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 talk about people, right? Because we serve a God that is a jealous God, hands down. God doesn't want anybody in his place, right? That's why in anything that a human takes glory for in your life, God ain't there, you know? Um, so we have to be careful of that because anytime we position people at the altar and we push God away, then, you know, when things go awry and things don't go well, you will quickly understand that you were worshiping, you were idol worshiping, right? So even friendships, we have to be careful, you know, we can never put the expectations on people that only God can meet. We can only, we can never put the expectations on people that only God can meet. So, you know, things happened, you know, things have happened over my last, you know, amount of years just in my work where I've seen women who are just amazing and still amazing and really just, oh my gosh, they're so great. They're so awesome. And then they do something that just like disappoints me breaks my heart, breaks me down. And God says to me again, be aware, be mindful of how you place people in your life. You know? So I think I'm speaking specifically to my sisters, my brothers, those of you who have mentors and people that you look up to. Be very, very careful of how you place those people. Make sure you don't place them above God. Make sure you don't place them as all-knowing, right? At the end of the day, those you don't go to them first. You go to God first. Sometimes God will use mentors. Sometimes God will use people who he has placed in our lives to speak to us, but they, don't, they should never take the place of God. So that's the second you know, piece is that you know, we should never make people into demigods, into 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 gods that we worship, that we gloat over, that we speak of so, you know, much to the point where it's like, this person is the reason why I did all these amazing things in my career. This person is the reason why all the doors were open in my career. Be careful. That is a form of idol worshiping, right? God can use people, but remember, in the depth of your heart, Know that the glory belongs to God. So even when you are, I mean, this can be your spiritual leader, your church leader, your pastor, your prophet, your teacher, your mother, whoever, they cannot take the place of God in your life. It it is a form of idol worshiping. The third thing I want to talk about is our careers. Oh, this is one that I think I struggle with a lot, you know? Sometimes we allow, because especially if you're a workaholic, 
or you're somebody who constantly is delving in your work, and you're somebody who really cares about your work, remember, the passion that you have within you, God is the one who placed that passion within you. You cannot run ahead of God with your work even, you know? Sometimes we shift everything else relating to our relationship to God to the side and chase after the work that he has blessed us with. You know, sometimes in our quest for success, our work can become idols. Be careful of that because that has happened to me. Sometimes we make our degrees, our idols, our promotions, our growth, and we forget that it was God himself who blessed us with these things in the first place. Even in this current season, I am trying to stay mindful that I don't put work as a way of self-soothing instead of going into the word of God. God doesn't care that you're working eight hours a day in like deeply in, etc., etc. God cares that you committed a day to him before you started working those eight hours a day. God cares that every time before you have a meeting, you commit the meeting to him before you go into those meetings. God cares that when that opportunity comes in your work or that promotion comes, that you give him the glory first before you go tell anybody. That's what God cares about. That is what it means to place God at the center and not to idolize our careers and our work. Yeah? The other thing is... um, the, the, the last piece is just, well, second to last piece is things that we may chase after, things that we may lust after, material things, you know? It's not that God doesn't want us to have material things. It's that God wants us to seek him first. Matthew six thirty three seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. What does that mean? God wants those things to be added to us. God wants us to have big houses. God wants us to have amazing cars. God wants us to have the most amazing travel experiences. God wants us to have, you know, funds and, you know, IRA, all that stuff. It's his desire for his children who are living in the world, but are also attached to kingdom to still prosper. But what God doesn't want is for us to chase after those things first, make them a priority in our lives. You know, I can't imagine, I can't remember how many people during this season whose 401ks were hit really hard. And it is a tough thing for your finances to be hit hard. Don't get me wrong, but hit hard to the point where your whole being is crushed, hit hard to the point where you don't believe that God himself can restore that 401k, those stocks, etc. Then who are you worshiping? Are you worshiping the stock market or are you worshiping God? There is always a choice we have to make when it comes to worship. There is always a choice we have to make when it comes to to following the things of God. He has given us that option of choice. So it's either we worship the things that we lust after, we worship our finances, we worship the big house we're trying to get or we have, we worship that car that we have, Anything that you pay too much attention to and you obsess over can become an idol. And it is in that worshiping of idol that God is shifted away. And when God is shifted away from us, there are things that begin to misalign in our lives because we don't hear him. Then these things begin to dictate your emotions. They begin to dictate your life. 
And the moment an idol begins to dictate how you are supposed to operate, it begins to bring your downfall, whether you see it or not, you know? And these are all true life situations that have happened to me, that are still happening to me. There are certain things God is dealing with me on, you know? So we have turned into a world that places everything on the altar of worship. Instead of surrendering things on the altar, we make them things to worship, right? So we have been surrendering and putting all types of, not even surrender, we've been putting all types of things on the altar except for the thing that we are actually supposed to surrender. We have now created the thing as an idol on the altar. How do we turn away from idolatry as children of God? Because the more you worship idols, the more you get derailed from what God is calling you to do. The more you put things in place of God, the harder it is to hear what he is trying to say about those very things. Because you're basically saying to God, I don't need you. So I'm going to talk about, the last thing I want to talk about is, you know, our emotions can also become idols. You know, specifically when it comes to things like pride, things like anger, things like lust, you know. I'm just going to give one example, but when we pride ourselves so much and it takes the place of humility, we are idolizing pride. When we become so angry and it takes the place of joy or peace, we are idolizing anger. How do you idolize anger? You obsess. Anytime something happens, you go straight. Anger is your first thing instead of going into the peace of God, instead of asking God to help you. You know, when you get praises from human beings, you become prideful. Or when there is something that you're not, you, you know it's not right, you, try, you don't try to change it. You just keep it as is because as for you, you know everything. We must be careful. You know, again, this has shown up in so many different ways in my life. You know, where there's times when I become very stubborn and don't want to listen. You know, maybe God is speaking to me about something and I've hardened my heart against somebody or I've hardened my heart against a particular situation. And that is pride, you know. And so we have to be really careful that pride, anger, lust, the things that don't please God but please the flesh, don't take preeminence and don't become idols in our lives. So how do we really turn away from idolatry? Because I believe in any way, shape or form, each of us, perform some type of idol worshiping on a daily basis. The first is surrender. Okay. Surrender. Anything that is shifting your attention from God, surrender it to God. You know, when I woke up one of these days, I woke up and I was just feeling really, really down about a particular situation. Somebody had hurt me, um, quite severely in, in the workspace and I was just obsessing over it, you know, and starting to put my pride in it. Well, why would they do this? And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do. And that in itself is becoming you self-glorifying. And I finally had to surrender the situation to God. God, I can't fix the situation. Only you can. I don't know why this person did this. Only you do. So I surrender it to you. I surrender this pride that is coming into my spirit to you. I surrender this anger that is coming in my spirit to you. You know? And so that's the first thing, surrender it, 
Surrender those things that you put before God. Surrender that house. Surrender that marriage. Surrender your children. Surrender yourself. Glorification. Surrender it. When you surrender things at the throne of God, God now picks it up and decides what he wants to do with it. And of course, what he does with this is a gazillion times better than what we could ever do with it. That's why he is God. The second is make God your audience again. The last episode was about an audience of one and the importance of God being our only audience. You know, recommit yourself to God and ask him to lead things in your life. Maybe there are certain areas of your life that don't make sense right now. But the Bible says that all things work together for the good of those that serve the Lord who are called according to his purpose. What does that mean? That so long as God has called you according to his purpose, he will always realign you back. But what's important is you have to go to him and make him your only audience. Your 401k can't be your audience. Your plenty, plenty traveling can't be your audience. I'm preaching to the choir, i.e. myself. Your work can't be your audience. Because God is the one who gave you all those things. So make God your audience again. Recommit yourself. Father God, I commit myself back to you. I commit this situation to you. Take control. Lead The third thing is ask for forgiveness. Ask that anything that you have set above God, that God should forgive you and that God should have mercy on you. You know, he is a merciful father. As somebody who God has called to kind of unleash and steward the destinies of women and girls in many ways, I constantly have to ask for forgiveness. There are times when I completely just move quickly or do something and don't ask God. Sometimes it's in the most subtle things, meetings, decisions, sometimes really subtle decisions. You know, it doesn't have to be big pivotal moments that we bring God in. We must actually bring God into every little step that we take because the more little steps that we ignore God in, the more we begin to create idols out of ourselves. I'm going to say that again. The more little steps that we ignore God and push God away, the more we create idols out of ourselves because we are telling ourselves and we are telling God, I got it. I know it all. I got this covered. But every little step, we must bring God into our lives. We must bring God into our businesses. We must bring God into our work. We must bring God into our families. Everything that we do, God must be the head of it. So I just wanted to leave that with you. I wanted to just release a blessing over you today. I pray that in any area where you are struggling with idol worshiping, that God will help you, that God will will remove every idol out of your heart that doesn't please him because idols dwell in our hearts. And if anything dwells in our hearts, how can we hear from God? How can we hear from the spirit of God? So I pray that God will help you. I pray that you will surrender the things that you have been worshiping in this season to God. I pray that you will make God your audience again. I pray that God will forgive you and that God will become the center of your life again. I pray that God will realign every area in your life that is out of alignment. In Jesus' mighty name, be blessed. Again, this is Moyatu Banyakista, this episode of Tea and Pepper Soup just blessed me. Thank you all for just 
listening in. I know we are in a season that is strange, that is unprecedented, but believe that God is unchanging and he always shows up. So as you are working through that business plan or that proposal or, you know, whatever it is, or that career pivot, just know that make God number one. Don't idolize the process. Don't idolize the CV. Don't idolize your achievements, your accolades, etc. Let God clap for you first. Let God say, job well done first. And just leave it at that. And you will see how the glory of God will shine through you in every area of your life. I hope you were blessed. This is Moyatu Banya Kista, and you're listening to Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast.